0: Hello and welcome back to Daily Devoted. My name is Meshach Canyon. Thank you for joining me as we keep on working our way through the Acts of the Apostles. Today, we're in Acts chapter 26. That means we have two chapters left. Um, And uh, so later on, I'll I'll let you guys know what I plan on doing as we we come to the end of Acts. Uh, I'll do that at the end of this episode. So uh, stay tuned. Okay. In this episode, Paul meets another official, another ruler who goes by the name of King Agrippa. So King Agrippa has come to town. Festus, who's another uh, corrupt ruler, who's a kind of spineless ruler in the tradition of of, uh, Pontius Pilate. Instead of doing the right thing and setting Paul free, um, he tries to win favors with the Jewish authorities. And so Paul is still kind of caught up in the system. Well, King Agrippa comes and King Festus gives Paul the opportunity to uh, to testify and to plead his case in front of King Agrippa. Now, we've seen this of Paul before. What do you think Paul is going to do? He's given the opportunity to talk about his life and to talk about Jesus. Oh, that's just my neighbor behind me. What do you think Paul's going to do? Well, from the previous episode, we see that every time Paul is given an opportunity, to plead his case, he doesn't in fact go to the, uh, the details of the accusations. Those are baseless anyways, but he uses this opportunity as a chance to bear witness to Christ and to talk about all that he's experienced as a disciple of Jesus Christ and the reason why he is the way that he is. And in this passage, we see him doing the same thing. So as soon as he gets the chance to speak to Festus or excuse me, to King Agrippa, what does he do? Well, he begins by um, actually empathizing with his accusers. Uh, look what it says in verse nine. Let's see. I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And so I did in Jerusalem. Then, then he talks about how he locked them up. Uh, he approved of their being brutalized and in some instances killed. So he starts by saying, essentially, I understand why these guys are on about it and trying to set me up as they were, because not too long ago, I was in their same exact position. I was brutalizing uh, them and approving to them. But then he explains what happens. And this is where his famous uh, Damascus Road experience comes into play. And he talks about being on the road, seeing a, a, a bright light, seeing Jesus and hearing the voice saying, why are you persecuting me? And then commissioning him to get on mission for the kingdom of God. So this is that's essentially his way of um, explaining to King Agrippa why he's there, why he's doing what he's doing. He doesn't say, you know, Agrippa, these guys are making false accusations against me, you know. But he sees it as a chance to bear witness to King Agrippa, not not the bearing of a witness that will set him free, but to bear witness in such a way that maybe maybe King Agrippa's heart would be gripped by Jesus Christ. In fact, we see that that's really the goal of of Paul's, um, of his speech to Agrippa, because after Festus, this guy, what a coward this guy is, he had the chance to hear Paul and to listen to him. But after Paul is going on and on about Jesus Christ and what he did for him, Festus interrupts Paul and and says, Paul, you're going mad, you know? And then Paul says to, Uh, Festus, I am not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I'm speaking true and rational words. Um, And then he says to uh, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. So we see that this whole speech wasn't just to um, let him off the hook, him being Paul, but it was directed at King Agrippa and all those who were listening so that they could hear the news about Jesus Christ and come to faith in Jesus Christ. So first of all, that is it just speaks to the character of Paul and how committed he is uh, to his God and to the message that his God has uh, has given to him um, or to the mission that his God has given to him. Um, and I wanted to say something about King Festus's or uh, interruption. You know, I, I had a uh, our church just started a new young adult uh, group, which is amazing. Um, You know, in my denomination, unfortunately, there's not too many young people uh, in the church. And thanks be to God, we have quite a few at Church of the Savior. So if you're looking to join a young adults group and you're in the Cincinnati area, you can come to Church of the Savior. We have one filled with a bunch of, of cool younger people, and they actually said that I could be an honorary young adult whenever I felt like it. So I don't know. I mean. Sometimes I have to deal with people thinking I'm cool, but it's one of the burdens that I have to bear, and I will do so faithfully as long as I can. Um, but anyways, while I was there with this group, uh, they were just kind of sharing with me some of their experiences um, living in the world as Christians, and man, I was blown away uh, because I've been a pastor since 2008, and Usually when when people open up, it's after they've gotten to know me. So, for example, you meet someone in a coffee shop, you see them a few times, you make an introduction. And how does that introduction go? Hey, my name's Meshach. Oh, your name's so and so. And then eventually you come around to what do you do now when they find out I'm a pastor? I feel as if that cuts off some of the things that they may eventually say. And I thought that as I was listening to these young adults telling me about some of their own experiences of how their friends will um, express a belief in some sort of nihilism or, you know, nothing has meaning. um, There are no morals, subjectivity and and all these uh, all these type of things that they experienced. But as a pastor, I rarely ever get to experience anybody expressing that. Of course, I know that in general, society is moving in that direction. But personally, I think because of my vocation, I never ex- get to experience someone essentially saying what Festus said to Paul. Uh, You're out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind and essentially mocking the faith. Um, but I as I was beaten with these young people, I got a sense that not in the same exact words and maybe not as a threat, but that was their same experience where because they were Christians, they've experienced people looking at them as if they were engaged in some sort of irrational activity. And I think that that's an arena that the church is moving back into again. For a long time, the church has been um, an accepted expression of the faith, particularly here in the West. Uh, But it seems like there's been a shift taking place where Um, Christian values and Christian ethics are beginning to be mocked once again. And it's an opportunity for us um, not to become bombastic, as some people are are, uh, inclined to do, but to really bear witness in ways that are rational, in ways that reflect the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, in ways that are um, are compelling to people, um, in ways that really reveal The fact that the faith that I profess is not just something that I'm confessing, but it's a real part of my life that bears meaning. And because of the faith, I am who I am. That's what Paul does in the court that day. So it's not simply what he says, but I'm sure that the people as they were listening to him, they saw that what this brother is saying has, it has the weight of experience in his life. And, um, I think that's, that's the opportunity that we have too. We're all dragged into a court, um, perhaps not the kind of court Paul has been drugged into, but life, uh, as it were, is a kind of court that we're dragged into. And through what we say, through what we do, uh, through how we carry ourselves, we're all bearing witness to something. And may God help us that our witness points to Him and points to the salvation that we have experienced and are experiencing in him uh, so that through the way we carry ourselves, we can be giving an invitation to people uh, to come to faith uh, the same way that Paul was wanting King Agrippa and all those who are listening to him that day to come to faith. Now, I feel like I kind of meandered my way, <laughs> my way through this one. So I'll do this at the um well, no, I, I promised that I'd, I'd share what the future devotionals will be. So let me pray. Then I'll share what I'm how I'm going to take this show, uh, the direction I'm going to take the show and in, in the future. So Heavenly Father, uh, if there is anything of this rambling devotion, that's of value, then please crystallize it in the minds of your people. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. OK, so daily devoted. What are my plans? Um, earlier, I said that I asked and Uh, One of my good friends, Jeff Wiggins, he recommended that I do devotionals from uh, uh, the Gospel of Luke. And I was going to do that. um, But as I was thinking about it, uh, quite honestly, man, it's been it's I've been very busy lately. I got a lot going on with my family and with church and and some other things that um, I haven't been able to really dive deep into the study of Acts like I've wanted to. Um, uh, I've been sermon planning and planning for other things. So, and then doing my own personal uh, devotion. So here's what I plan on doing going forward, just to, um, to make these devotions flow from my own life. What I plan on doing is taking the passage of scripture that I'm currently studying or reflecting on, and then just make kind of a devotional series uh, from it. So for example, what i'm what i've been just uh, studying again the last few days is um, the prodigal son the parable of the prodigal son so once acts is done i'll take a few videos and just uh, do some brief reflections from the prodigal son then after that what i'm studying next i'll bring to you guys every now and again it might be a topic uh, a subject that's important something that's happening uh, that's relevant and can be expressed devotionally um, and then I'll also be open to suggestions from you guys in some way. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Uh, also, if you haven't subscribed to my Substack and you want to read some of the things I'm writing, then check the description on YouTube. A link is there. And you can also listen to these devotionals on um, Spotify or Apple podcasts. Man, I just unloaded a whole bunch of stuff on you guys. I apologize. Mosquitoes are eating me up right now. So I will see you guys next time. Peace.